filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all seem to have short fuses, don't we? But wait a second. If you're a Christian, you should be different than that. Some people like to think they're on fire for Jesus, but come off more as just hot-headed. Pastor Greg Laurie has good counsel today. Jesus says, By this shall all men know you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. Listen to this. When Christians love one another, it's a powerful witness to a lost world. This is the day when the lost are found. tells us that believers are ambassadors or representatives of Christ. Each of us is a walking, talking billboard for the Lord. So what does your billboard say? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie continues his series, Water, Fire, Stone, an inspiring look at the life of Moses. Today we'll see how Moses demonstrated how not to behave as one of God's children. We'll see what happens when we let our anger get the best of us. Grab your Bibles and turn to two passages, Exodus chapter 20 and Joshua chapter 14. If you have one of those fancy Bibles like this one here with ribbons, you can put a ribbon in Joshua 14, but we're going to start with Exodus 20. So some years ago, I was back in New York City with my wife around Christmas time. We had another couple uh, that were over there with us as well. So the girls went shopping at Macy's department store and it was raining like crazy. And they didn't want to get wet and I very valiantly said, I'll go get you a cab. And I went out in the horrible rain and finally a cab stops and I said, hang on here one second. So I opened up the back door and I gestured to them, come on, come on. And the girls are in high heels. So they're walking like this fast, you know. Come on, come on, come on. And while I'm waiting for them to come, some guy starts to step into my cab that I hailed. And I said, sir, hold on. This is my cab. And this guy... He, I don't know how to put it delicately, he flipped me the bird. I mean, like within three inches of my face. I was so mad, I shoved this guy. I said, it's my cab. And this guy, whoa, that guy's a psycho. So the girls got in. My other friend got in. We shut the door. We're driving off. I was feeling really good about myself. I showed that guy. And then the adrenaline wore off. And I realized how insane that was, what I had just done. And ironically, I was in New York City to preach. I thought, what if this guy shows up at the meeting I'm preaching at? Says, hey, that's that guy that shoved me when I was trying to steal his cap. Basically, I lost my temper. And you know what? There's a lot of that going on right now in our culture. We all seem to have short fuses, don't we? Politics, oh my goodness. So everybody's in their political corner and we come out fighting and we come out debating and it just seems to get more intense. So we get that. We know people lose their temper. We know people are uptight. But wait a second. Are you a Christian 
If you're a Christian, you should be different than that. We should not be caught up in all of this anger that is being expressed by so many people. The Bible says a person who loses his temper is a fool in Proverbs 29, 11. Scripture tells us as followers of Christ, we're to love others and we're to be at peace. In fact, Jesus said in John 13, 36, by this shall all men know you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. Listen to this. When Christians love one another, it's a powerful witness to a lost world. Let me add, when Christians are fighting with one another, it's a poor witness to a lost world. Oh, I know, we feel justified in unloading both barrels and giving someone a piece of our mind but if you give too many pieces of your mind away, you won't have any left for yourself. We justify this anger because we know, at least we say, we're in the right on this subject. Okay, fine. Let's just say for the sake of a point, you're right. You don't have to scream at someone. You don't have to turn it into a major conflict. And we may rationalize this by saying, well, we're more spiritual than them and we need to set them right. But if you're really a spiritual person, if you're really a godly person, you'll be a humble person and you'll be a loving person, not someone who is filled with anger and rage. We as believers should be showing love and forgiveness. And if we don't listen to this, we grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit can be lied to. The Holy Spirit can be resisted. The Holy Spirit can be insulted. And the Holy Spirit can be grieved. You only grieve someone you love. If some random stranger comes up to me and insults me, it doesn't grieve me, it just bugs me. But if someone I love says something hurtful to me, it grieves me. So we can grieve the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what does that even mean? It means to make sad or sorrowful. How do we do it? Ephesians 4.30 gives the answer. It says, don't grieve or bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. And what would that be? He continues on, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Listen to this. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God through Christ has forgiven you. Be kind to each other. And I have no doubt that social media is feeding this frenzy. I think we spend way too much time looking at phones and tablets and following our favorite website that inflames us. And speaking of tablets, I want to talk about a guy who really lost his temper. We're in a series on the life of Moses. We're calling it Water, Fire, Stone. And Moses had quite the temper because when God gave to him the Ten Commandments and he descended from Mount Sinai and saw the Israelites who were left under the charge of Aaron a dancing naked before a golden calf, he was really ticked off and Moses took the commandments and smashed them on the ground. Now that's crazy. I mean, I know he's mad. And I know there's a place for righteous indignation, but to smash the commandments handwritten by the finger of God on the ground, that, that's crazy, but Moses had that temper. Hey, don't forget that 
The reason he was in exile in the wilderness is because he lost his temper when he saw an Egyptian slave driver mistreating a Jew. The Bible says he looked to the right, he looked to the left, and he killed the guy. I mean, I'm not saying it would be a good idea, but punch the guy maybe, but literally he killed the man and then he buried him in the shifting sand and he was sent into exile and God gave to Moses a long time out. You know, that's what you do with kids today when they're being naughty. All right, time out. They have to go sit in a room by themselves. The Lord said to Moses, time out. Go to the wilderness. For 40 years, he tended a flock of sheep. He was off the grid. He was off social media. He killed his Twitter account, Facebook, and Instagram. He didn't even use TikTok. (laughs) And he just waited. And the Lord recommissioned him. Now you would have thought this would have been a new and improved Moses, free of anger issues. But he goes into the Pharaoh to demand the release of the Israelites. And the Pharaoh refuses. And we read that Moses went out in fury. (laughs) So let's just say Moses had some anger issues. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Today, Pastor Greg is presenting a study in the series of the life of Moses called On the Outside Looking In. Let's continue. So let's fast forward now many years. The people of Israel are on the very brink of the promised land. And by the way, they had been complaining every step of the way. They did not believe that God would let them go into this land. It would be too hard. Remember in our last message with the title, it's all how you look at things. There was the majority report and the minority report. Twelve spies were dispatched. None of them were 007, I don't think. But the ten spies, the majority, gave a very discouraging report. They said, all the people that are in the land are huge and we're like grasshoppers in their sight and we'll never succeed. And then the minority report, which was made up of Joshua and Caleb, said, yeah, things are big, but check out the size of these grapes we brought back. It took two of them to bring the grapes uh, because they were so huge. And they said, the Lord will give us the land. But the people believed the majority report instead of the minority report. And they just complained and and wine. And Moses put up with it. You know, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth. By the way, understand what meekness is. Meekness is not the same as weakness. Let's say that uh, you're a scrawny little dude and you're on the beach building a sandcastle. The sad thing is, is you're in your 30s. But still, there you are (laughs) building your sandcastle. It's a muscular, aggressive guy comes along and kicks sand in your face and you don't respond. Why? Because you're weak. You have no options. What, are you gonna hit him with your little plastic shovel? Now let's change the scene. Let's say that you are an expert in mixed martial arts and you're building your sandcastle and that guy comes along and kicks sand in your face and you choose to not respond. Is that because you're weak? No, it's because you're meek. Meek is power under constraint. It's, it's controlling your temper. Moses had a temper, but he put up with this. He was meek, the meekest man on the face of the earth. But there comes a point when enough is enough and Moses was fed up. He couldn't take it anymore and he literally just loses it. Because the Israelites seem to have spiritual amnesia. 
They seemed to be forgetting all that God had done for them over the many years. How God provided them food every single day right outside of their tent door and it was called manna. How God directed them with a fire by night and a cloud by day. How God watched over them. How God parted the Red Sea for them but they forgot. And sometimes we get discouraged when we forget the faithfulness of God in the past. My wife keeps a prayer journal and sometimes she'll say, Greg, look what I wrote in my prayer journal two years ago. Look at what we were facing. And look at how the Lord got us through it. And the point of that is, is it's good to reflect back on the faithfulness of God because when you're going through something in the moment, you wonder, am I gonna get through it? Has God not been faithful to you in the past? The answer is yes. Therefore, will he not be faithful to you in the present? And whatever conflict you're facing right now, the answer again is yes. And will he not be faithful to you in the future? In Psalm 107, we have a record of all that God did for the nation Israel. How he provided for them. How he protected them. And then we read in Psalm 107, 31, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men. They just keep repeating that refrain. But the Israelites had forgotten what God had done. So they were thirsty. And they said, We're thirsty, Moses. And you know, have you brought us out in the wilderness so we would just die of thirst? And so Moses and Aaron go and pray in the tabernacle. That's a tent that they set up to meet God in. And the Lord gives them a clear direction. The Lord says, Moses, I want you to go to the rock and I want you to speak to it and water will come out. Now on another occasion, God had directed Moses to go to a rock and strike it with his staff and water came out. But this time the Lord said, don't strike it. Just speak to the rock and the water will come and satisfy the thirst of the people. You know what? Moses was not in the mood to speak to some rock. He wanted to hit something. Have you ever been so mad you hit something then hurt yourself? Moses said, I'm not only gonna whack that rock once like last time, I'm gonna hit it twice. So he grabs his staff and he goes to the rock. Well, let's see what happened. Numbers chapter 20, verse 10. He and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock and he shouted, listen you rebels, must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with a staff and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. There's a number of things that went wrong here. Some big mistakes that Moses made. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. Moses was taking personal credit for what God had done. Moses was taking personal credit for what God had done. What did he say? You rebels, must we bring you water as we did before? Uh, excuse me, Moses. You didn't bring water out of a rock before. God did that. You're taking credit for what the Lord has done. And then he whacks the rock not once but twice. Sounds like Moses is beginning to believe his own press. But here's the thing. God wants the glory in your life. And listen to this. God wants to use you. God wants to speak through you. God wants to use you as an instrument to bring comfort and help to people who are in need. I just talked to a lady yesterday and she told me she works in hospice care. So she is with people who are on the brink of eternity. 
and she was talking with a man who was close to death's door and and so she went out and got him a copy of my book, Jesus Revolution, and had read it to him, and it impacted this man, and he ended up coming to Christ. And so she told me about all the opportunities she has to minister to people. I thought, what a wonderful thing this is. I mean, she's in a, a position where she could reach people that I could never reach, and you're in a position to reach people that no one else can reach. So God wants to use you, and God will use you. Listen to me. If you will dare to pray this prayer, you will find the Lord will answer it. Just pray this. Lord, use me today. <laughs> you could even pray it right now. Lord, use me today. But listen, God may answer that prayer sooner than you may expect, because God loves to use us. But when He uses us, make sure you give Him the glory. So Moses was taking credit for what God had done. Don't touch God's glory. Practical counsel from Pastor Greg Laurie's study today on A New Beginning. And there's more to come from this message next time. So be sure to join us for more from this enlightening study based on the life of Moses called Water, Fire, Stone. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called On the Outside Looking In. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.